Welcome to Ball Court. I am Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball. This is going to be our Halloween episode, episode number 15. Yes, it's going to be a crazy episode. Stick around with me. There's going to be monsters on the Lakers. Clippers are looking scary good. And the Warriors are dead. Stick around right here on Ball Court. World of basketball. Welcome back to Ball Court. I am Coach Drew, and this is the world of basketball. I know I've been waiting for this time. We've all been waiting for this time. Basketball season is back, and it came back in full force. Let me go ahead and jump into the deep end of the pool. Yes, the Clippers are what they what we thought they were. They are absolutely amazing. Great team. Great look. I'm going to talk about the first game. The first game I sat down and watched for the season was the Lakers' first game out. Clippers versus the Lakers. I'm going to tell you, absolutely, I saw two of the best teams in the Western Conference going back and forth at each other. I saw AD being AD attacking that rim. I saw the, I saw the Clippers playing phenomenal. That second quarter alone by Kawhi Leonard gave me chills. I was like, man, he's going to be a problem. But I did see certain things in them to make it believe, to make me believe that the Lakers will eventually outlast the Clippers. Now, that's just my personal opinion. But I guarantee you, later on in the end of the season, when y'all talking about this, when it's coming to the closer end and we're talking about the playoffs, y'all going to sit here and say, man, Coach Drew was right. Coach Drew was absolutely right. And yes, let me tell you, in that game, even though they lost by 10, the Lakers, they, it was 102 to 112, the Clippers, they showed up in that, in, that, uh, sec, in that second quarter and in the beginning of the second half. But the Lakers showed a lot of life during that time. I got some more news on the Lakers over this period because right now they're 3-1. and one. Losing only that game to the Clippers. But after that, they went on a roll. Beating Utah. And, and let me just tell you. Let me tell you. Danny Green. Danny Green. Let's go back to that Clippers game just for a second. He came out and debuted his first time as a Laker. Breaking the record that was only held by one of the greatest Lakers ever. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yes. He broke his records, outscoring him in his debut, dropping 28 points. That is the most by a Laker in a Lakers debut. Now, when we talk about Laker greats and we talk about the ones that are held in the rafters, we're not just talking about Laker greats. We're talking about the greatest ever for the NBA. That's what the Laker greats actually maximizes to. Remember who the point leader was for the NBA? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And yes, he broke that record. So Danny Green, I salute you. Keep it going. We're going to need you during this season. Especially since I hear, yep, Kyle Kuzma might be coming back tonight against the Mavericks. It's going to be a big thing. And it's going to be kind of wild. 
But that wasn't it. That wasn't the biggest story for the Lakers during this week. The biggest story was the monster known as Anthony Davis, the brow himself, dropping 40 and 20. Yes, you heard me correctly. 40 and 20. He had 40 points and 20 rebounds. That was utterly ridiculous going against the Grizzlies. And yes, we did win that game going 120 to 91. Because if you were listening, I said the only game that the Lakers had lost was against the Clippers. That's why we pay attention. All right. So you know that we won that game against the Grizzlies. And we actually showed up. Because it wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just AD that was doing his thing. LeBron showed up as well, putting up a great show for them. And then another great story for the Lakers. Tell me, Lakers fans, if you remember this name. And I'm going to say, this is a great story for the Lakers. And this is a name that you need to remember because at one time you had anger in your voice when you said his name. It's different now. He made sure of that. Dwight Howard. He's doing what Dwight Howard is supposed to do. We were angry. We heard when Kobe called him those names and we agreed. We said, Dwight Howard, you are nothing but a B. You got to play a lot better. You got to be tougher. You got to be stronger. You got to go out there and do what you're supposed to do. All we have you here to do is rebound and score. Can you do that for us? Dwight Howard said, yes, indeed. Yes, when he showed up against the Hornets, he went eight for eight, 16 points, 10 rebounds. He did exactly what they wanted him to do. Exactly what we all wanted him to do. Now, I want you to stop and think about this. All of you, stop and think about this. Let's say we don't get Boogie back. Take a look at that front court. We still have AD. We still have JaVale McGee. And we still have Dwight Howard playing at his peak performance. I'm telling you, we have solidified those spots in the front court. Our goal is now to get our backcourt on that same level. And with Bradley, one of our greatest defensive players in the league, Rajar Rondo coming back, Kyle Kuzma coming back, and we have the point forward himself, the king, LeBron James. You got to tell me this. Please tell me this. Who do you think is going to be able to rival that? That's going to be a pretty good squad. Even when you bring Paul George back into the Clippers locker room, we still got a pretty good squad. But... Let me let you know that the game didn't end there with that 40 points and that 20 rebounds. There was more to that game. That game had more excitement. Do you know why? Because the whole crowd chanted along with LeBron James to celebrate Taco Tuesday. And they were just not serving up tacos. They were also serving up Grizzlies. And they got done. But let's go ahead and talk some more about those Clippers. I'm telling you, those Clippers look scary. If you do not have LeBron James and Anthony Davis on your team and you are in the West Coast or in the East Coast, you are officially on notice. They are going at everyone. I am not saying that they have not lost. They are three and two. But even in their losses, they look scary. They are a team that you don't feel like you can reckon with. Think about this. Kawhi, last night went back to San Antonio. You know, as a way of saying welcome home, he came in there and did what a claw does. He had four steals. He had 38 points. He had 12 rebounds. 
he had Popovich questioning himself and his staff. Why didn't we just believe him and say, hey, take the time? Because think about it. If they had just took the time that they needed, don't you think they would have been hoisting that trophy instead of uh, Toronto? Could be. But, yes, Popovich got to watch his former dance partner from the former proms go out there with his the new bay and was looking good. Looked good. I, I'm going to tell you the truth. I've been there before. You know that one girl that you dumped a little bit prematurely because you thought you were feeling yourself like I can do better and you found out that she's doing better? It hurts a little bit, Pop. I know it hurts. Trust me. Toronto feels the same way. It's like, ooh, that used to be my girl. It used to be my girl. Oh, man. I'm telling you. That's how they're feeling right now. But that these are the things that actually take place in a game such as this. People, we love them. We lose them. They're here. They're gone. But Kawhi is with the Clippers now, and he's showing what the Clippers do. And against the Hornets, dropping 30 against the Hornets as well, I'm telling you, that is a scary team to watch. Now, in sad news, and actually, let me tell you about exactly how I was going to report this sad news. I was going to tell you that the Clippers era is over. If you go to uh, ball, if you go to Ball Court World um, after this show premieres, we will have the um, Warriors bandwagon transfer paperwork up on posted at the uh, on our Instagram. So this way you can go ahead and hop off the bandwagon now. Maybe because of Kawhi, if you will live in California. Maybe because of Anthony Davis. Maybe because at maybe because of the Clay Thompson injury. Or Kevin Durant got traded. But as of recent, if you have not filled out your paperwork, we are now extending the bandwagon leaving because Steph Curry has broken his left hand. Yes. We weren't going to extend it. We were actually going to be cutting it off today. Um, after that blowout by to the Clippers, the 141 to 122 blowout to the Clippers, uh, we decided maybe there may be some people still leaving the bandwagon. And then when uh, that 110-121 blowout to the Suns, we were like, okay, there, there's people leaving. There's... That we knew that they were leaving, but we understood that we have to make the cutoff anyway. But when Steph Curry went down with that broken left hand, and hey, Steph, get well soon. I want you to come back even better. I want you to come back stronger. But as of now, we have now extended the cutoff mark. You cannot hop off the bandwagon anywhere from now until next week. Don't look to jump back on when Steph gets back. It's going to be a little bit premature. So, if you want to remain on the Warriors bandwagon, rest assured, we are allowing you as well to cheer for the Lakers and the Clippers. You are now allowed to cheer for the Lakers and the Clippers. We will not judge you. Because obviously, you no longer have a professional team. We apologize. Rest in peace, Warriors. It's so hard to say goodbye.
Yup, that was a tough loss. I'm telling you. I know, and I'm I, honestly, Warriors fans, I know exactly how you feel. I grew up during the time of the Bulls when it was great and Chicago was on top. Everything was great. And they thought they would last forever. And then Jordan retired. Pippen went to the Blazers and everything started falling apart. And for years, even currently, they're still trying to find that identity that they once had. So trust me, I watched it. I seen it. I know exactly what you're going through, Warriors fans. But rest assured, the youth of today will remember you for the Splash Brothers. And not because Latrell Sprewell choked P.J. Carissimo. Got that going for you. Got that going for you. All right. <laughs> Kyrie, I got to give you a shout out. How do you debut with 50? Oh, man, drop a 50-dub on the debut and then almost win the game with a circus shot. Yes, you fell to Carl Anthony Towns playing absolutely awesome. 36, 14 rebounds, 17, I mean, not 17, sorry, seven three-pointers made. He was playing very good. And especially in the light of today's big man, where he don't play inside as much, and he actually stretches the floor, I think that this was something that I really liked about him. Something that he added into his game to get him a little bit more physical. But the question is, what happens when he meets one of yesterday's big men? Such as somebody like Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid and the Sixers actually met up with the Timberwolves recently. And let's just say, Joel Embiid is used to fighting Lions. And as he stated, a cat pulled up on him. So, Carl Anthony Towns decided that he was going to go ahead and get physical with him during the altercation in the third quarter between Joel Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns. He got him some great hits. Of course, Joel Embiid threw in some great hits, but the winner, the true winner of that fight has to be Ben Simmons. Choking out Carl Anthony Towns for submission. I'm telling you, you may not be able to hit a three-pointer consistently in a game, but you do have a future of a UFC fighter. Great job. Dana White will be getting in touch with you, Ben Simmons. And if you watch the video, you can see Carl Anthony Towns tapping out. Yes, that was amazing. I was like, but it didn't stop there. It spilled over. After Carl Anthony Towns lost the fight, he decided to make it spill over onto Twitter. Where he commented about you know, Joel Embiid's uh, Twitter statement where he said that he was raised around lions and a cat pulled up on him and this and this. So Carl Anthony Towns started posting stuff about raised around lions, cap, cap, cap. Oh boy. You know that Joel Embiid is used to throwing flame on Twitter. So needless to say, Carl Anthony Towns took a second loss for the night. First the fight and then the Twitter beef. Not to mention, Philly beat them 117 to 95. The third loss for the night. After you take three losses in a night, man, you gotta go to bed. Just turn your Twitter off and your Twitter account. That was horrible. But the good news is, is basketball-wise, he's been playing great all week. And I do believe that there's something to look forward to. Now, as of speaking of Twitter. Kendrick Perkins, Kendrick Perkins, you know, former 
um, OKC Thunder and former Boston Celtic stated that he is still sleeping on the Timberwolves. Are we all? Do they need a killer in their locker room for us to really start to consider them an elite team? Or is this just too early in the preseason, or too early in the season to really tell if they're going to be that killer that we're looking for? We don't know. Here's a thought, though. Back to the Jersey Nets. Here's a thought. As great as Kyrie is playing, and as top-notch as he's going right now, if Kyrie fell, if let's say Kyrie didn't make the playoffs this year, how much of us would actually be angry with the Nets? This might be a year to hold back a little bit, put Lamelo Ball in a you know in a Nets jersey. I'm just saying. I'm speaking from my personal point of view. I don't think they're gonna tank, but if they did, nobody would be mad at Kyrie because Kyrie's still doing his thing. You drop fifty, then you drop a twenty-five, and you come back in. <laughs> You're doing your thing. You're doing your thing. Big moves for you. But let's go back to this saga that we've all been waiting for, that we've all been longing for. And this slowly becoming my favorite duo to watch. Brody and the Beard. Their pregame antics. They're dancing. <coughs> they get all of that. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving the way they walk in to the, to the arena on the red carpet, fashioned out. Decked out, looking great. I'm loving the wild, the wild why not that he has in Tokyo, one in uh, Southeast Korea. I'm absolutely loving it. I'm loving everything about what they're doing. But people ask about their on-court performance. They said, how will it mesh together? How will it work? That first game against the Bucks, they fell 117 to 111. People even spoke about that little spat that they had on the court. They said, that's nothing. That's the way we talk to each other. We, we're, we're teammates. It's what we do. And they're so dedicated to the win. How could you not think that? But they pulled it together after that. Yes, they did. Against the Pelicans, winning 126 to 123. Yes, I know the highlights that you're talking about in that Pelicans game is when uh, the beard made the ball meet the beard. Due to the fact that he got a little angry because he didn't get a uh, call. But that's not the highlight I'm going to talk about. The highlight I'm going to talk about is the fact that Russell Westbrook, the human triple-double, has done it again. Another triple-double moving up that list. That's 139 triple-doubles. That puts him one, one ahead of Magic Johnson. I'm telling you. That's phenomenal. They didn't say They said, watch. They said, next year. How's he going to get a triple-double playing with the Bear? But he showed up with the triple-double in a timely win, 126-123. to And yeah, I know everybody's sitting there thinking to themselves, but the Bear? What is the Bear doing? How is he going to help out? How is he improving this? The Bear said, you know what? I got you. 158-159, right? And the Bear dropped 59 points. In that, 59 points, 158 to 159. It was an absolutely awesome game and a great experience at that. And just to let you know, that saga of Brody and the Beard has been beautiful to watch. Beautiful to watch. Now, I know there's been a lot of things going on in the NBA. 
this segment has been going on forever, it seems. Because I'm so excited. There's so much. But there's more. Miami Heat is on fire right now. Yes. First, they start off the season. And this is the, one, this is the story that I wanted to talk about and just tell about the Miami Heat. Was how they saved their season. How they saved the opening game with a block. Yes. Bam came through with the timely block, making the score 129 to 126, literally saving them from that loss. That was that's not it with them. They got big things over there. They got a hero that could drop 29 points. Yes, he did it against the Hawks on Tuesday. 29 points off of the bench. That is the most a rookie has scored off of the bench that has been dressed in a Miami Heat uniform. And just in case you did not remember, Dwayne Wade, when he was a rookie, he wore a Miami Heat uniform. That's what I'm talking about. And if you up there at that upper echelon, Tyler Hero, I salute you. That was very good performance. And too bad for the Hawks. They lost that one, 112 to 97. Let's not forget that number of 97. Okay, the Hawks did it. They came back in on Thursday and they lost again. 106 to 97. Yes, but this time, Tyler Hero said, nah, I'm not going to do it. But guess who did do it? Yes. The rookie. The undrafted rookie. Zachary Nunn. Y'all don't want none. <laughs> Y'all didn't want none before. Y'all don't want none now. He's actually scored the most over five games for an undrafted rookie ever. Actually, the amount that he scored over the last five games puts him up there with some of the league elites like Allen Iverson, uh, Kevin Durant, which when Kevin Durant scored 112 points over the first five games, actually 113 points over the first five games that year, he won rookie of the year. None has 112. You do the math. Zion is not guaranteed. I'm telling you, you better get back here. A ask your teammate. Ask Lonzo about that. Rookie of the year is not guaranteed. Lonzo had rookie of the year, almost got rookie of the year stolen right out from his own locker room. Think about that. This is real out here. These kids are out here to ball. Congratulations, Heat. Keep on doing what y'all doing. Ooh, that was a lot. I'm excited still. I got, but I got more. We got more to talk about. The world of basketball is just getting scary. So I want y'all to stick around with me. Eat some Halloween candy. Go grab some water. I'm going to be right back. I'm Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball. Welcome back to Ball Court. I am Coach Drew, and this is the world of basketball. And yes, in the world of basketball, I have some sweet news for you. Almost sweet as this candy sitting in front of me. Yes, I'm about to tell you about some of the boss women of the WNBA. Let me tell you, these women right here, you think in the WNBA, after this season's up, that they go off and go overseas. Not everyone does. Some of them stick around, and some of them, even after they retire, they're still around the game doing some big things. 
So, for the WNBA, this our segment, since right now they are not playing, I want to talk about our boss women. First off, WNBA champion, Kirsty Tolliver, she's the assistant coach of the Washington Wizards currently. Yes, as the assistant coach, she is now working right back in season, getting them prepared for their run. Now, I'm going to tell you, I've been watching them. I'm sad to say that the Mystics were looking so much better during this time of the year. By the five games. But John Wall is out. I know he's got that injury that he's nursing. Bill was looking great against... Uh, uh, when he went against... Um, he, uh, he went against Harden. I think he dropped 50 against him. He was looking great. It was an actual fight down in the last minute. It going back and forth with points. They're a tough team. But without Wall, they don't have that little piece that they need. And I feel that that's going to hurt them going forward. But Kirsty Tolliver's championship medal and the fact that she's a two-time champion, I think that she's going to bring that to the table and really help them get over that hump. Next person I want to talk about is the female Popovich, Becky Hammond. One of the smartest minds in basketball. Hands down, male or female, one of the smartest minds. She is the San Antonio Spurs assistant coach. Now, one of the great things that she does is every year with their summer league team, they're always in the top, no matter who they have. So it is clear to see that the development skills for Becky Hammond rivals Popovich. You could bring somebody in, you could develop them, and work them up the ranks. Remember the last time they took somebody that nobody wanted and worked them up the ranks? Toronto wanted them after and then everybody came clamoring for them. So, obviously, they got a good formula over there. And Becky Hammond is pushing that formula forward. Congrats to her. And one of my favorite WNBA players of the past, Swin Cash. She is one of the classiest, smartest, and most talented basketball people I've ever seen. And guess what? She's going to be in charge of basketball and team development. Basketball operations and team development over there at the Pelicans. Now, that's a good thing because we got Zion Williamson. We have a lot of young talent with Alonzo uh, Ball as well as um, Brian Ingram. We got these young talents, Josh Hart, all of them young talents. She's going to help develop them. And one thing that I've noticed is a lot of them are moving back and forth as two-way players now. They're dominating on the offensive end. They're dominating on the defensive end. And we got to say thank you to Teresa Weatherspoon for that. Yes, Teresa Weatherspoon, who was one of the most phenomenal two-way players of the WNBA during her time, she's actually going to be working with the Pelicans as a two as a uh, two-way developmental coach. So this is going to be something that I think is amazing for them, and you can already see the uh, you can already see the benefits of their work on them, especially with Lonzo. Lonzo looks like a different player night and day, and if. If uh, Swing Cash is not the one that actually did it, or Teresa Weatherspoon is not the one to actually contribute, I don't know what is. You know, but of course, we're going to talk about Carol Lawson. Boston Celtics head coach and one of the biggest stories for the women that's actually working behind the scenes. I must say that she's one of the women that I feel, either her or Becky Hammond, it's a race between one of them who's going to become a head coach first. These these women right now are phenomenal. What she's been doing with Taco Fall has been amazing. Uh, what she's been doing with Kemba, I think, is ap- I, 
look at look at what we're dealing with right now. Kemba's a different player than he wasn't at the Hornets. He seems more of a controlled player. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he was out of control over at the Hornets, but he used to attack without a plan. Now he has a plan and he attacks very well. He utilizes it. He is not what Kyrie Irving was, but he is ten times better than what Kemba Walker was over in, at the Hornets. So. I see, you can see that structure that Kara brings, especially that you know that she learns from the great Pat Summit. So that kind of structure is actually shown within the Celtics organization. So you can see her fingerprints is getting all over there now. All right, and let's not forget Jenny Busek. Yes, from the Dallas Mavericks, she is over there as the assistant coach. Jenny, you have a lot to work with. You have Luca to work with. You have the Unicorn to work with. I think that you're going to have a great squad. I feel that you're going to have a great influence on that squad. And I feel that this is going to be something that will be a scary good situation. But since it's in the thoughts of Halloween, I'm going to move on to the next story. And yes, this story is going to roll over right till New Year's. The WNBA Player Association and the WNBA have decided that they're going to go ahead and extend and reach an agreement to extend out the CBA out to December 31st. That's actually a good thing because that means they're agreeing on something. They're saying that there is things that they need to talk about still, and they're working through it together. Here's the here's bad thing I find about that. There is things that's right now that's pressing issues that I feel needs to be taking place, uh, that needs to be taken care of in the CBA. And what, I, what I'm in fear of is those things are going to get swept under the rug with the time passing over the next 60 days. Now, I find if they can reach an agreement, especially on the money sharing, on that, I feel that a lot of other things is going to start to fall into place. What we need to do is to make that CBA just as strong as the NBA CBA. So I'm hoping that these talks do continue. And as the talks heat up and there's more information being given, I will be coming back to you with more information on it. Because I know we are all, all for that, you know, equality of that money. We want everybody to get the paper. If everybody's eating, we're all happy. And that's all we want. We want the ladies to eat just like the men are eating. It's just as exciting. Now, that was my little rant for right now. That's, a, that's our little segment. I'm going to take a quick little break. We're going to be right back here at Ball Court. I got some more segments. I want you to stick around. Hang with me. It's a scary good time. Grab some candy. It's Ball Court. Throw the basketball. Welcome back to Ball Court. I am Coach Drew, and this is the world of basketball. This is one of my favorite segments. I hold this near and dear to my heart. We call it Goat Moves. Yes. This is a segment where we give a shout out to the person that's, you know, in the, that's out there doing something a little bit more than just basketball and just staying on the realms of basketball. First person that I want to go ahead and give a shout out to is LeBron James, Mr. Taco Tuesday. And I know you heard he had the crowd yelling Taco Tuesday at the Lakers game, everybody going crazy, but he's taking it a step further. 
we all heard about what was going on in, the, in Getty with the fires that were taking place and raging through California. We've all decided to, you know, share our condolences as well as give our thoughts and prayers. But LeBron James took it a step further. He actually sent, last Tuesday, he sent a truck to the Getty Fire's first responders filled with tacos. Yes, a taco truck for the Getty, Getty Fire first responders. Now that was a goat move. Taco Tuesday. So, if anybody at the patent office has subscribed to a ball court, Ball Court World has even gone on CWN Sports, has taken a look at me or any of our other shows like Fusion Sports. Anyway, if you have taken a look at us, please listen. This could be a good reason he deserves that patent. Come on. He came out there and he's giving tacos on Tuesday while people are yelling Taco Tuesday for LeBron James. If that's not a good reason, I don't know what is. Actually, I don't know what it is. I'm not a, uh, I'm not a lawyer or anything. So, so <clears throat> next person we want to talk about with the GOAT moves is Dwayne Wade. Yes, Dwayne Wade. Now, I'm going to go ahead. I know with the other GOAT moves that we have spoken of, it was about some great athletes doing some great things for other people. But this GOAT move, I have to give him this GOAT move. And here's the reason why. Dwayne Wade recently signed with Warner Media. This is a big thing because not every um, not every athlete actually signs with Warner Media right off. It's only a few athletes that are at the upper echelon that gets to sign with Warner Media. If you haven't heard, those few athletes are uh, Shaquille O'Neal, um, Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith, Candace Parker, and now Dwayne Wade. Yes, he's joining a prestigious group with them over there at TNT, an Emmy award-winning group, and he will also be doing—he'll be doing the NC2A coverage as well. Now, the reason why this is going to be big is for the NC2A coverage. We definitely want to see somebody of a higher quality, a higher stardom, sitting on that panel, speaking to those kids. Those kids is this is going to be their step to that next future. And if you have somebody of Dwayne Wade's caliber being able to speak to them and address them, even if it's something short, like just an interview, it opens a door up that you can never, ever open. I will be more than happy if I was a, uh, a college player, if I had that opportunity to sit on that stage and be interviewed by Dwayne Wade, I guarantee you that night I'm dropping 60 on you. And I feel sorry for the person who has to defend me. Because Dwayne Wade will be talking about you. <laughs> so, that was my GOAT move segment. I got to give a special shout out to LeBron and Dwayne Wade, his former teammate. And, you know, speaking of teammates, Dwayne Wade and LeBron James, if you get a chance, please, if you can't go to Sierra Canyon and watch one of their games, watch them on Instagram. Take a look at them. Man... It reminds me of 2016 Heat. Everybody in Miami should be watching Sierra Canyon right now. This is absolutely amazing. But I just wanted to give them a shout-out for GOAT moves. Keep on doing your thing, fellas. And I know you guys a lot more GOAT moves in the future. Now, on to our next segment, Down Under. Yes, the world of basketball. We're going to talk about the NBL. 
And after four rounds of the NBL, things has been really heating up over there. We've all heard about the anticipated matchup between RJ Hampton and LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball, of course, our suspected number one draft pick. And RJ Hampton, suspected number two draft pick. We've waited for their matchup all season, and the NBL was sure to produce it. Even though they didn't have a flurry of points between them, there's 10 points for LaMelo, 8 points for RJ Hampton, it was still some exciting points. Some great blocks by RJ Hampton on LaMelo Ball, as well as LaMelo Ball putting it on to RJ Hampton, taking it right to the hole. Seven rebounds for RJ Hampton in three assists. Needless to say, RJ Hampton plays for the New Zealand United. Or the New Zealand uh, Breakers, I'm sorry. And New Zealand is a they're a phenomenal team. And Iwara Hawks, they're still working through some things. As a matter of fact, they had some devastating news recently. We're going to get into that in a second. But within that game, it was pretty much the way the Hawks season has been going. They lost 103-72. to Not to say that LaMelo didn't try his best. He went out there. He played a great game. He was a phenomenal defender. Distribu- distributed the ball the way that he's supposed to. It's just on a talent level, the Breakers don't match up with the Hawks. But it's also devastating news for the Hawks in that game. Aaron Brooks tore his Achilles. That could mean the end of Aaron Brooks' career, uh, being for the fact that he is he is an agent player. He did go ahead and give his thanks to the team, you know, for giving him that one more opportunity to get that good run in. He gave his thanks to the game of basketball, and. And needless to say, he's still over there. He's still with the team. I think as a veteran, that leadership that he's still going to have in the locker room is going to be a great feel. And we're going to really miss him on the court. To be honest, as a huge fan of Aaron Brooks from when he played with the Houston Rockets, even up until now, it's, it's tough to watch him go. He's one of those that you wish he could play forever. I don't care what league. Kind of like Andrew Bogut in a way. You want Andrew Bogut to play forever. So, Aaron Brooks, we wish you the best. I hope for a speedy recovery. I doubt we'll ever get to see you play again. But trust me, I want to thank you for all the memories you've given our Houston Rockets fans, all the memories you've given the Elwara Hawks fans, as well as if anybody gets to watch your highlights moving forward, the memories you'll be giving them. Thank you. We appreciate you, Aaron. All right, next topic, we're going to jump off to the stat leaders of the NBL. And there's been a lot of stat leaders. Long is coming out, you know, got 21.6 points a game, as well as he's number two in our in the uh, rebound column with 11.4 rebounds. Now, the thing that I like about the NBL is such parity. Over the stop, top three point leaders with uh, Long, uh, Roberson, and Trimble, we're talking about a point two difference. In points, it's 21.6, 21.6, and 21.4. So everybody's scoring. There's a nice little parity in that as well as the rebounding. Andrew Bogans is actually sitting on top of the rebounds. Yeah, we knew Bogey would be up there. You know, going with 11.8 rebounds. Great move. Now, I know everybody wants to hear where does LaMelo Ball fits in all of this. LaMelo Ball is actually number three for assists. Sitting at 5.7 assists per game. And he's number four in steals as well. So, obviously, he's a, he's a great contributor. He's one of those people who's going to contribute to the team. He's going to make sure he gets the team to move around. Now, take a LaMelo ball. 
with the 5.7 steals and and the 1.7 no 1.7 steals and 5.7 assists. Now put him into a place with more talent around him. Like let's say New Jersey. And I, I'm sorry, Brooklyn. It's still New Jersey to me. Anyway, let's say we put him in a place like Brooklyn, where he has a Kevin Durant to pass to, where he'd have a, a Kyrie Irving to pass to. You know, where where he where he has a Josh Allen to work down down low with to pass it down low. I could clearly see that five point seven assist jumping up to eight when you translate it into the NBA. The steals, I see the steals pretty much dangling around the same at 1.7, 1. 1.5. 1. I feel that they're a little bit more cunning and a little bit uh, more shifty in the NBA. So, But when you take a look at that, you, you pretty much have a rookie that could come in, distribute the ball, and start to add touches right away. This is something that you re- – I, I would look into it. Me, personally – Cause I know the Knicks is the Knicks are salivating right now. They're like, man, if we get Lamelo, we could do this and this and this. I do not feel the Knicks is going to be a good fit for Lamelo because you're going to see pretty much the similar numbers. Because I'm going to be honest with you, if I had a choice right now on which team to start, the New York Knicks or the Illawarra Hawks, I would start the Illawarra Hawks with Aaron Brooks. Let's go on to the next topic. <laughs> and we have the, we're going to talk about the standings in the NBL right now. I'm going to talk about our top the top three right now. That's actually doing they're doing phenomenal in those standings. They're the top three in the league right now. Number one is Sydney Kings. Sydney Kings by the end of round four has not had a loss yet. They they have five wins, zero losses. They have just been playing. I'm talking, they are on it. Perth Wildcats, they're right behind them. You know, they got five wins, one loss. They've been playing some tough basketball. Now, their one loss was to the Illawarra Hawks. Now, unfortunately, if you are a Hawks fan, I do apologize to tell you this, but the Hawks have only had one win. Yeah. It's It's been tough. It's been tough. It's been a tough go of it. You know, but... They have a very young team. They're, the star of their team has is very young, as well as uh, the best guard that they have is gone now. Now, every game that I've watched, every game that I've seen has been some close games, except for the Breakers game, which that was a 31-point blowout. But for the most part, I've seen that they have some close games. So they're in there, they're fighting, anything can go either way. But we're all... Um, as we all grow with it, it's not about a moral victory here. They don't they don't hand out moral rings at the end of the season. So everybody's there playing to win a championship. So if you're not looking to win a championship, it's like what are you doing? You know? So I know that the Hawks are out there, they're fighting, they're giving it all they got, but things haven't turned their way. Hopefully, fingers crossed, I'm still sticking with my pick. Yes, for the NBL, I'm sticking with my pick. You've noticed that I've been riding that bandwagon. I am not filling out any forms to transfer as of this moment. I am still currently on that Hawks bandwagon. And so, yes, I know after round five, after round four, they're sitting at the bottom of the standings. But I do feel that that will turn, turn around and actually go up. It will climb right up. Yes. 
Our next segment, that was going to be enough for the world of basketball. I have another segment coming up. This segment is one where I had something in mind that I really wanted to talk about. It was something kind of shady that was going on. Yes, the segment that we're talking about is Shady or Genius. There was something shady taking place. I heard that uh, Toronto was talking about possibly going after Giannis. And I was like, man, that's kind of shady with all the tampering thing going on that they would even talk about that. But I decided, you know what? That's not going to be a story for Shady or Genius today. Because I got word that Kevin Durant stated that, yes, unequivocally, it was partially due to uh, Green's statement, Draymond Green's statement, that he wasn't an original warrior. He's not one of them as one of the reasons why he left the Warriors. Now, of course, KD, you know, he admitted that they talked it out, they worked it out from man to man, but that statement did ruin that working relationship, as we all suspected it would have. How could you continue to work in an environment where somebody doesn't even see you as an equal, but don't even see you as part of the working team? Think about this. If you if you go over to a job, you... You know, you're there, you just got implemented into this job. Everybody's been there since day one. They got, they, you know, they, they go to their potlucks, they got memories together. They have this whole thing of coming up through training together. And you're the new guy. It, the thought is always going to be in the back of your head. I'm not one of them. But that thought will just be in the back of your head. Until one of them say it. Once they say it, it it made it real for him. It brought it into conclusion. All the whispers that was taking place on Twitter was now yelled at him in his face. Draymond Green, and funny enough, he is the only warrior of that squad. He is that only warrior that is still together at this point. All right? Right, is gonna is Draymond Green. He's the only one there. And look what happened. See, we never know what the future is gonna bring. We never know if your point guard is gonna break their left hand. We never know if you the greatest one of the greatest shooting guards gonna tear their MCL. We never know if your statement that you make could drive out possibly one of the greatest basketball players of our time. And send them completely across the country. Now, look what you're left with, Warriors fans. Exactly what you wanted. The original Warriors injured and Draymond Green as the sole, Draymond Green as your sole warrior that's left. Do you think you can win with Draymond Green as that sole warrior? I don't know. But it is something you're definitely going to have to deal with. So, was it genius of Draymond to say what he said at that time? Was it shady of Kevin to wait until he's happily in Brooklyn to go ahead and make that statement? Because the way he spoke about this on first take, it was that he was scrambling to get out at that point. He was like, hey, you know what? I got this. You know, he started looking for a doctor over in Brooklyn. He started he started making moves to get out. 
Now, that statement, that one statement, let's let's sit back and take a, we're going to take a look at this from a Shaq and Kobe point of view. I'm talking from the, that, that, that Shaq and Kobe, or better yet, from a Shaq and Penny point of view. Let's take a look at this. What could have happened if the relationship that take place outside or take place inside the locker room or off of the court would have been as strong as a relationship that takes place on the court? What would have happened? And we keep on sitting there thinking. Because think about this. Right now, JD, yeah, he's still been coming back from injury. But you would have had Draymond Green. You would have had positive hopes that when everybody gets back, that's what it would have been. Everybody would have talked about, oh, Warriors aren't done. When everybody gets back, it would have been this. Warriors aren't done yet. Now, I heard people made statements that they see them as a 7 or 8. After Steph went down, I don't see them making the playoffs. I see them taking this year to rebuild. And if I was Clay, there should be no reason for you to rush to come back. Unfortunately, from what I hear, this is also a contract year for Draymond. And at 6'5", or 6'6", six, six, whichever one you want to call it, Draymond, at 6'5", power forward, you're undersized. You're now, we're now going to have to see, can you carry a team? Because why pay you the money? that you can carry a team if you're just a supporting cast. So the spotlight's on you now, Draymond. Uh, these comments come, it's, it's kind of, I find it genius that the comments actually showed up right after the hand injury. I find it shady on Kevin's part that it's kind of like he threw that blow and now the spotlight is on Draymond. Cause now, hands down, no matter what happens, no matter what takes place, every downfall of the Warriors season is going to fall on Draymond's shoulders. The best thing that happened to uh, Steph Curry when he broke his hand, it's like when he broke his hand, the weight of the Warriors fell off his shoulders at the same time when he went toppling. And Draymond picked him up. And Kevin made sure it was sitting on his shoulders this morning. So all I can say is shady or genius on either end. Kevin, you have one whole year just to talk about things and get better. So continue doing what you're doing. Go on tour, get on enough podcasts, talk on different shows. I'm inviting you to my podcast if you want to talk about it as well. But do what you're doing because this year is all for you. Now, Draymond, you better learn how to shoot a three-pointer really quick. And on that note, I'm going to go ahead and take a quick little break. This has been Ball Court. I'm Coach Drew, and this is the world of basketball. I'll be right back. I'm Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball. And this is the segment you've been waiting for. Let's kick it. Come on, y'all. 
Let's kick it. All right. Yes. So let's kick it segment where we talk about the shoes that's been popping this week. Some shoes that's going to be coming out for y'all. And some things that you just got to get. Now, first off, contractually, you know, let's kick it has to always talk about LeBron. Yes, I'm talking about the LeBron 17, the China Red. Whoa, he came in debuting those on his first game. They look absolutely phenomenal. The all reds. They remind me of the Red October that uh, that Kanye had back in the day. But honestly, I find these to be a little bit more fire. The detail on them is almost amazing. You got the little lion on the front. But that China Red, I'm really loving it. The next. Speaking with our Asian theme, we're going to go ahead and speak about the Nike Kyrie 6. I know if anybody's been listening to Fusion and checking out the Fusion Sports, you heard me speak about those. But we're talking about the Kyrie 6 Tokyo Colorways. Yes, the Tokyo Colorway is going to be absolutely amazing. It is all pink. And I know on the other ones that I spoke of, it had that little graffiti on the side, that little gray pop on it, but this one's going to be all pink. Those Tokyos are absolutely amazing. I like those. Now, the Kyrie Fives. We're going to talk about these as well, because he wore this in the game, and it's funny enough he wore it in the game two days after my show came out last time when we and AZ was talking about women's shoes. Yes, he wore the Kyrie Fives, keep Sue, keep Sue fresh. And out of all of the Kyrie Fives, including the Pineapple House, I find that the Keep Sue Fresh is probably one of my favorites. I really like those. It's all white. It has the Sue written all around it. Keep Sue Fresh all around it. And that was in honor of Sue Bird, the GOAT, the original killer. She pulls up from anywhere. Shots is going in. I'm telling you. Yes, speaking of the killer shooter, we have to talk about Antis KT. Yes, hands down out of all four shoes that we've released in this week that we're talking about this week, the Anta KT, which is Clay Thompson's shoe, I find to be one of the prettiest looking ones. This is one of the most game-ready looking shoes. And I'm going to tell you, as a game-ready looking shoe, it's something that you always want. It's, 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 it's unbelievable when you have one of those. Speaking of a game-ready shoe, I know that on the last podcast, I talked about those Dame Fives. Remember the day five when he's rocking those? I told you, those were the most comfortable shoes that I had played in. So, since they were so comfortable that I played in, I came in here just for you. Check these. Yes, the Dame Fives. <laughs> Check these out. Hold on, let the candy out of the way. Look at these. The Dame Fives. These are the pink crush. I'm going to tell you, didn't I tell you about those upper soles on them? Look at these. This is how we do. That's how we do it. Let's kick it. We bring those shoes to life. We bring them right into you. So, shoe companies, you want to be on Let's Kick It, send me those shoes. We can have them right here. And I definitely want to thank everybody for hanging out with me today. This has been Ball Court, World of Basketball. I'm Coach Drew. But before I let you go, let me go ahead and say some shout-outs and some thank yous to some people. CWN Sports, I want to give a special shout-out to y'all. Every week, y'all keep on allowing me to bring my content back into the living rooms and the cars and the podcast and everywhere to those people, and you keep on distributing it. I do appreciate you. 
I always want to give a shout out to Fusion Sports. They're doing great things over there. Azaria Man is writing some great articles. You can check those out at cwnsports.com as well. If you get a chance, check out the Blitz. Woo! They're doing their thing. They're big. They're big. And we have our morning show. We have new programs coming up every single day. Stay in touch with CWN Sports. Follow us on iHeartRadio and, and anywhere you can find your podcast. Also, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to each and every person that has subscribed so far. Continue to subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your family. This is Ball Court. Join the movement. Now, I'm going to get going and I'm going to tear up some of this candy. You know what? I can't eat all this candy by myself. Come on, girls. Come help me with this. Go ahead. Yeah, go, grab some candy. Grab some candy. Oh, grab some more than that. There you go. There you go. Hey, this is Ball Court, World of Basketball. Y'all have a good one. Happy Halloween. Be safe. (laughs) This is a CWN Sports Network presentation.